0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Green. I am your hostess, Beth Bond, curator of sustainable news at Southeast Green. And today I have a very good uh, friend-slash-colleague-slash-cohort-slash-I don't know, um, uh, prognosticator-prognosticator. Um, Casey Boys. Casey is a Senior Product Director for the Utility Trusted Brand and Customer Engagement Studies at Market Strategies International. He manages the development and delivery of syndicated studies and best practices with a focus on helping utilities create valuable relationships with their business and residential customers. Throughout his career, Casey has worked across industries and sectors to develop innovative solutions to complex problems and translate subject matter expertise into actionable insight. Before joining Market Strategies, Casey was Senior Vice President at Chartwell, where he led industry and consumer research, conference production, and marketing. He also served as Smart Great Consumer Collaborative's Assistant Director, leading its consumer research program. Deeply engaged in his community, Casey has been a longtime member and past chair of the City of Decatur's Environmental Sustainability Board. He also serves as treasurer for the environmental nonprofit, The Wild Center. He's been a key member of the Solarize Decatur Decab Steering Committee, Casey holds an MBA from Georgia State's Robinson of College Business, and a bachelor's degree in political science from Colorado College. Welcome, dear friend, Casey.
0: Thank you, Beth, for that kind introduction. It's great to be here with you.
1: Well, today is going to be a little bit different on Speaking of Green because normally it's sort of an interview process, and I think we're going to end up with a little more conversation. Um, just for our audience, so you know, Casey and I have been, um, I don't want to say plotting, that sounds a little devious, but we have been discussing for years about how to get more solar in our community uh I Casey lives about a mile away from me, and we have this fantastic uh, donut place called Revolution Donuts, which is sort of appropriate for the things we've been talking about in regards to getting more solar on the ground. And we have, we're have we just in the process of finishing up a really exciting Solarize program. And Casey was the first person when I said, we you know, let's do Solarize in uh, Decatur, the city, and DeKalb, the county, and uh, Casey has just been an amazing leader on on the board. Casey, tell us tell us why you were so interested in solar to begin with.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think in terms of the the perspective that I bring on this, I, I kind of come at it from a number of different ways, and and again, as sort of context for the audience. So. You know, one way is in my role uh, on the City of Decatur's Environmental Sustainability Board. And one of the things that is in the city's sustainability plan, which was adopted by the City Commission in 2012, is to increase the amount of local renewable energy um, produced within the City of Decatur. And because we don't have a lot of wind resource here and we don't have a lot of geothermal resource, that really means solar, right? So we have been trying for a long time on uh, the sustainability board through a number of different mechanisms to try to increase the amount of solar in the community. And, and boy, this is something that really kind of – it worked. And I'm sure we'll talk uh, about some of the results that we've seen. Um, so th- that's, that's kind of one area that I come at it from. Uh, the other is, you know, my wife and I, we uh, built a very environmentally friendly house in 2008. And at the time, we were interested in putting solar on, um, but we really put uh, our money in efficiency uh, and, and other sustainable uh, building techniques. And so we sort of put off uh, solar until later, and the Solarize campaign was something that allowed us to to finally meet that that goal that we had personally to be able to reduce our impact. So uh, I've got some numbers for you, Beth, with how our system has performed since we brought it online. Uh, I'm sure we can talk about that at some point. And then kind of third perspective that I come at it from is that in my professional life, I work with utilities across the country, and one of the things that uh, we see with our consumer research program is that, really, regardless of where you are in the country, people want their utilities to be using clean energy and to be supporting clean energy. And so, kind of looking at it from an industry perspective and saying, okay, you know, how are utilities? Addressing that consumer desire, is there an opportunity for them to make money meeting this desire, or is it a threat to their business model uh, and I think there's some you know good back and forth on that uh, that that's happening right now, so that's kind of the three perspectives from which I come at this uh, and and certainly um, a, a great program that that I'm particularly proud of
1: well and and we you know, you walk into these things. This is the fourth solarized program. Uh, folks, if you're listening and you want to check out some, some notes on it, I actually wrote an article on Southeast Green about the different types of solarized programs we've seen. I think one of the challenges with Solarize programs is is there's no prescriptive way to do it and that, unfortunately, anybody can use the word Solarize, and it's been co-opted uh, beyond a point not here in Georgia, but like in South Carolina, for instance, um, where no one even really knows what it means because people have just been using the the term willy-nilly. The program that we ran was a little different than the initial one, but, um, you know, based on some of the conversations I've had with some of the other board members, we might have the magic elixir, like the one step above, like the first go at it. Um, Had you heard about Solarize? Well, I know you'd heard about Solarize programs In the state, but have you heard about successes or challenges of Solarize programs before we did this one in Decab outside the state?
0: Yeah, I think I ran into Solarize programs when they were first introduced, and if I recall my history correctly, some of the first uh, programs were out on the west coast, um, uh, like in Oregon and and Washington. Um, But I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to them until you and I, you know, met and, and started talking about. Uh, some of the earlier programs in the state of Georgia and saying, hey, you know, we can do this here.
1: I got really excited after seeing what Athens, And as I've mentioned on every radio episode, you know, I did not have an integral role in Athens, but because I'm on the board with Gipple and because of Southeast Green, I went out to a couple of meetings. And once I saw the success of Athens, I was really excited to try it here. Of course, We definitely had some challenges because, I mean, Athens is, you know, a a small – well, it's 100,000, and that's probably with students, not, you know, without students. And um, we were tackling um, – the city of Decatur is small but in a very large metro area, and I do think that brought some unique challenges. What do you think some of those challenges were for us?
0: Yeah, so I think the challenges that that we had and, you know, I think part of why you made the comment that we might have the magic elixir um, are, are really reflective of the larger solar industry. So if you kind of step back for a moment and look at the cost of residential solar, the hardware itself has come down just wildly in price. I mean, I, I don't know the latest figures because it's so hard to to keep up. Um, but I, I think it's now below, you know, two dollars a watt or something like that. Um, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, well below two dollars a watt in terms of hard costs of so the panels, the racking, the inverters, all of that stuff, where the costs are really. Stubborn with residential solar are in the soft costs and primarily in customer acquisition. So um, you know you look at some of the larger national solar installers and you know they're spending you know five grand, seven grand to acquire a single customer, and quite frankly, that's just not a sustainable business model, and that ends up getting baked into uh, the ultimate cost that that consumers pay. The other thing that impacts, the soft costs is permitting, Um, and there's really a lack of uniform permitting uh, across the country, and, you know, as things get held up. The solar installers end up spending a lot of manpower trying to move projects through permitting. Um, they may be sitting on inventory if they've ordered in anticipation of uh, of actually you know installing so those are the kinds of things that you know when when you look at where the opportunities are to reduce costs to the consumer, it's in those soft costs right and so you know one of the things that that we did with the coalition with Solarize Decatur to Cab is we brought in representatives from uh, the Decatur Environmental Sustainability Board. So we had an official tie with the city of Decatur. Uh, we had a lot of nonprofit partners and uh, who had deep ties in the community. And we had other representatives of the community that, um, you know, had the ability to connect with governmental uh, bodies, to uh, connect with different communities of people, et cetera. And so I think, you know, one of the things that – that I feel like we did really well was reaching out to these different communities and, you know, having a a series of town hall meetings or individual conversations or emailing out to people we know or social media. I mean, really kind of all fronts, but because it was coming from, you, because it was coming from me, because it was coming from the other people that were involved in this, and we all reached different audiences, we really uh, got the word out there, and it was sort of a trusted source, right? I know that there are a number of people who have purchased solar systems through the Solarize program that in part did it because, uh, because I was involved, right? So it was my reputation that was on the line here. Um, right. which so that kind of deep community um, connection really helps with that customer acquisition problem because you've got rather than having to do mass marketing and lead nurturing and things like that, you've got people who are leveraging individual relationships um, and, and kind of getting folks excited and interested. Um, so the other thing that, that I really saw with the Solarize decatur DeCAB program was, holy smokes, permitting is crazy. So I think we ran into <laughs> issues with not only the city of Decatur, uh, but DeCAB County. There's a small portion of the city of Atlanta that's in DeCAB County um, with the city of Dunwoody. So basically everywhere that we were <laughs> doing projects, we had some sort of issue with permitting. Um, And having the connections that we had to the government um, jurisdictions and being able to get in there and say, look, you know, yes, we've got a vested interest because we want this program to be a success, but let us help you work through the permitting so that it doesn't become an onerous process, that it doesn't bog down uh, the process of getting people online. Um, one of the big wins that we got out of the program, for example, is that the city of Decatur now has a one-page streamlined permit for residential solar Um, that was not the case before right Um, and so anyone from here on out that is looking to put solar on their home in the city of Decatur they now have that much easier process than what we originally thought we had to do so um, those are just some of the challenges and how that um, kind of magic elixir of, of groups and individuals helped overcome that for this program
1: and well and you know this the permitting is a much, much bigger deal. And thankfully for Decatur, we it, I mean, it was painful, let's be honest. It was a six-week process, and that, that is painful when you know the installer is trying to get it done. And, 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 and the other thing that people need to understand is, is we launched Solarize Decatur to Cab September 1st, but we started meeting back in June, and we thought we had all this stuff fixed, right? I mean, we were meeting with... Decab County and Decatur way before we actually launched to the community, and it wasn't until we actually got in the process and people were signing contracts that we found out. Oops, Decatur wasn't prepared. Decab yeah. County had done nothing, and Decab, honestly, in in retrospect, once it got on their radar, they actually ended up with the 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 least. Uh, the least challenging permitting process, which is sort of funny because, you know, I was sort of the, the, the sole DeKalb County representative on the board, and I was just terrified about how bad that was going to be. And yet, you know, yeah, getting on their radar was really challenging, um, but once we got on their radar, their their permitting process really was the easiest. And it's these little cities. Decatur, I would not put in it, but in, and as you know, well enough, Dunwoody has been a significant challenge, and and I think this is really important for Solarize organizers everywhere. However you do your Solarize program, um, more and more people right now are adding solar, especially in states that have really uh, positive environments, Um, and those permitting offices are not ready, and they're getting a lot of input, and they're getting a lot of pushback, and so, like, your permitting can change on a month-to-month basis, so... If you put together a solarized program, you really need someone who has those deep community – just having an administrator is not going to solve it. If, you know, the administrator can do some legwork, but you need that deep community connection to sort of, you know, to to push the politicians if they need to, to get the permitting department to even just sit down with you. So I think that was really one of our biggest um, takeaways Is is – you know, it's, it's, it's not a simple couple meetings and it's done. Um, Absolutely. You're probably going to run into, right, and, until that first contract hits or the first 10 or whatever, you know, just really be prepared for it. And, um, and especially with the small cities, because, like, the has hired externally an engineer, which is the same one for Avondale, and those engineers are a hired company, and, of course, um, you know, that means we've got problems in Avondale and, and Dunwoody. So, you know, hopefully it will get resolved. Well, actually, I know it's not a hope. It will get resolved. It's just, it's really painful for the residents who have to sort of be the first ones to go through it.
0: Absolutely. And I think a couple of other lessons that, that I would um, share with others who are contemplating doing solarized programs. One is select your installer and have bake in time in the schedule to have them meet with the permitting bodies. So, we had had, as Beth said, um, you know, we, we had a number of meetings as the Solarize Coalition with the City of Decatur and other jurisdictions, and we thought we had it resolved before we kicked off the program. But the issue really comes when the rubber meets the road, when the installer starts submitting permits. So, you know, if we were to go back and do it again, I think I would have, you know, added another week or two to our schedule to allow our installers to sit down with the jurisdictions and really talk it through to really make sure that we had the requirements nailed down and, you know, didn't end up in in the situation where we did, where there was kind of a lot of confusion and and back and forth. So that's one thing. Um, The other is that Um, There are a number of model permitting processes that are available through various organizations like the Georgia Solar Energy uh, Association and and others. Um, Those are very useful to have, but ultimately it takes the building official uh, to look at that and really think through the building code and how it applies. And so the way that it was explained to me with the city of Decatur was that Roofs are engineered to withstand double layers of shingles and snow loads and things like that. We don't have a tremendous amount of snow here in Georgia, right, at, at least in the Atlanta right. area. And so the amount of w- added weight that the solar panels put on is is really in line with another layer of shingles or snow or whatever. So, you know, they kind of said, hey, th- these are engineered to handle this weight, um You know, already we don't need to go through another structural engineering process. Uh, So that's what got them comfortable with it. But as you said, Beth, there are a number of jurisdictions that outsource their permitting process. And my understanding, um, again, talking to some of the building officials, is that they basically have a workflow. And so when they get to reviewing the permit and they say, oh, this adds some load onto the roof, that's a structural engineering issue and they kick it out and say okay you got to bring in a structural engineer and get stamped drawings which you know really is not necessary for residential solar and so i think part of the educational process is getting those uh, outsourced Permit review companies comfortable with a alternate workflow for solar that takes into account the fact that that the roofs are engineered to do this uh, to to hold this load, um, and the the last thing that I'll say on this in uh, you know he may be uh, a little. Uh, chagrin that I throw the, uh, his name out, but Mark Ethan is the uh, building official for the city of Decatur, and he has indicated a willingness to talk to other building officials about their process. So, uh, you know, for for folks in other um, areas that are interested in connecting their building officials to someone else who has gone through this before, uh, Mark Ethan at the city of Decatur is, is someone who's who's willing to have that conversation.
1: Um and that is great that we have that resource because the other thing I want to touch on. Uh, well, first of all, let's let's be fair um, and say, you know, Decab's a big county. We're seven hundred thirty thousand plus uh, residents, sixteen uh, municipalities in the city, and so as the community uh, board was planning, we we really sort of said, okay, we're going to work on Decatur and Decab. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the other cities. So, so you know, if so like what the city had done, we, you know, we honestly, it's on the north end of the county, and we just, it's traffic-wise, it's just, you know, for anyone who knows anything about Atlanta traffic, it's one of the worst commutes. So we just didn't expect a lot of engagement from Dunwoody. And so um, that was sort of something extra. But the other thing that was sort of... Um, that I just want to say a bit of a challenge was is, you know, on Southeast Green, and I'm not trying to pick on the city of Atlanta, but I just want to be clear what sort of happened was is I kept on getting press releases where they were saying that their um, permitting was, you know, was prepared for solar. And, um, and, you know, so I don't think that anybody on the board, you know, really was like, okay, great. You know, I, I, I know I was like, well, you know, city of Atlanta says they're ready, but, you know, city of Atlanta is a huge Construct And uh, the, the permitting on the front side was very easy, but the inspection side, so it's not just the permitting side, it's also, you know, like, the inspection, and that varies everywhere. And with the city of Atlanta, they basically would say, we're going to come out today to check the clamps, and then they would come out a second day to check the solar panels. Well, anybody who knows anything about installation is, is those solar installations can go up in a day and a half. So now you've added an extra day and an extra whole level cost to the installer when you have to have these sort of rigorous in, inspections that are really overkill. So um, I know that there was um, there have been discussions about talking with City of Atlanta to to get that part streamlined because you know that was something else that the installer was not anticipating. Mm-hmm. So. Have we beat this part dead, dead, dead in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have.
0: I, I'm wondering if this might be a good time to talk about some of the success, the successes that we've had. Like why why you know I'm delighted to have been a part of this program, and why other uh, uh, folks you know across the country ought to consider Solarize.
1: Um, yeah, let's do that. And um, I always already feel like we need to have another conversation because there's so much more going into it, but. Um, Let's okay. So, what do you think? This, well, we I know what we were first going to say because there was big news yesterday, from what I understand in the in the meeting. So, go on and yeah, share.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to break that news, or do you want me to? <laughs>
1: you, you you I know we're so excited. Let's do it together. Um, no, you go on and, and, and share.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, as of yesterday. Uh, including both the residential and commercial uh, portions of the Solarized Decatur DeCab program, we crossed half a megawatt of new capacity uh, for DeCab County. And uh, that's a six fold increase in solar in the county, which is fantastic. And it also uh, equates to about a million pounds of CO2 emissions avoided. So, huge, huge milestone. Um, and, and really just delighted to see the amount of, you know, the response that, that folks in our community have had to this program.
1: Well, and this is the first time I've ever wished when I've been broadcasting that I had, like, a little soundboard and I can do, like, a hooray in the back. <laughs> um, this is, like, really, really exciting news. I know when you and I both sat down in the beginning, you know, we were talking about what if and what, what could possibly be. And I don't think that you know. I mean, there were some there were some numbers tossed out initially, but they were just so pie in the sky and unrealistic. Um, maybe, um, you know, maybe not. I mean, you know, we still got a couple more months of the, the contracting side to go. That um, is really exciting. The other thing for folks to know is is most of our success has happened on the residential side, and I think most people agree that residential is really where solarized programs are are really successful because they take so many challenges out. You know, I, I, this is what I tell people. You know, if you go to do a home renovation, you and your wife, you know, not you particularly, Casey, but, you know, you general population have probably already watched 100 hours of Fixer Upper and Property Brothers and HGTV. And so, you know, there's going to be surprises, but there's also sort of an idea of what's going to happen. You know, people – People can watch HGTV or PBS or whatever, and they have an idea of what to expect in a renovation. There are no shows showing how a solar installation is. And people don't even have the language to have that conversation. And so that's the other thing that I think is a huge success, is that we've really made people comfortable with the idea of solar.
0: Yeah, I think that's right on. And, you know, the the example that I give is is really myself, right? So we looked at... Uh, doing solar a couple of years ago, and the reason that we ultimately didn't was that we didn't really have, uh, you know, any sort of comparison or ability to tell whether we were getting a good price, whether the installer was a, a quality installer. Like it, there were just a lot of questions, right? And so I think one of the things for us that was really great about Solarize is that we had folks on the steering committee for the program who didn't work for installers but who were knowledgeable about solar who could say yeah this is a great price yeah this is really solid equipment we you know ran an RFP process for the installers and we checked references and so you know we had confidence going into it that you know the the folks who participated in it would get something of quality at the end of the day that, you know, wouldn't make their roof leak, that the contractor wasn't going to up and disappear with people's money, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I think for us that gave us peace of mind. And, um, you know, I think for a lot of other folks who participated in the program, it, it did as well.
1: Well, and and let's <laughs> let's reward people for your good well, – we, I always say reward people. Let's reward you for the good work you did because they should rename Third Avenue Solar Avenue now. Because we've installed got, on any street.
0: <laughs> we, we yeah, we're gonna have um uh, kind of along the length of, of my street we'll have uh five, I think, residential installs, uh one of which was actually uh done prior to the Solarize uh program, although they would have had they known that this was coming down the road, they would have waited and participated in it.
1: So, um, and that's really exciting. And now, I, I mean, for for Third Avenue, did you feel like, did you feel like people, oh, Casey got it. This must be okay, kind of thing, or do you feel like they were already sort of searching, and it was just a matter of you sharing that that the Soul Rise program was there.
0: Um. You know, I I don't want to overstate my importance in this, right? Um, I, I do think that there is some value in the visibility of solar. And so, you know, for people to see it on a house and see that it is doable and that, you know, aesthetically it's it's fine and have the opportunity to talk to the homeowner uh, about their experience. I think there's there's great value in that. And there's actually been some academic studies looking at how much like uh, electric cars, solar is contagious. So, you know, once one person in a neighborhood uh, installs solar, others in the neighborhood are more likely to. So I think there's some validity to that. Um you know for the folks on on my street who uh, who participated in the program you know I certainly think that the conversations that I had with them helped um, uh, help build the confidence in the program and the installer again you know is a little bit of trading on my reputation right um, but right. I, I do think that all of the folks who who participated, um, you know, it's something that they've wanted to do, right? And the, this is the opportunity. I, like, I look at Solarize programs as just a win-win-win, right? So, you know, it's good for the environment. It's good for the homeowner in, in saving money. It's good for the community because you can help others save money on saving money. Like, it, the, there's very little downside that I've seen to a solarized program. So, you know, I think, you know, that sort of set of benefits, whether it's, uh, you know, depending on what people value, whether it's the community aspect or the environmental or the financial savings or whatever, um, you know, th- there are a number of folks who are predisposed to doing it and just need the confidence that, you know, hey, this is the time to do it right now.
1: Well, and I do think that that's something else that we did, um, very well we we created a sense of urgency, and we created i mean i mean it, I, we did not sound use car salesman although me explaining it might sell you use carsman you know like buy today or maybe gone um we did extend the process because of the holidays and 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 f- quite frankly I think the election too in some respects that people just sort of just got completely distracted uh but that was one of the things I think we were very successful in doing is like you know the community board members were very good at vocalizing like this is an excellent price and you mm-hmm. need to do this now because, you know, the, there is talk about doing another one in 18 months or whatever, but, you know, who knows where we're going to be in 18 months, A. Right. And B, you know, will everyone be back on board? Probably not. Um, and C, you know, why wait 18 months? You know, the time is now. So, um, yeah, so I, I I think that we were very good at sort of creating that urgency, um, and the other thing that I thought that we did very well. Now, let's I will be you know I will be very frank, and say it's not a perfect process. It's messy. One of the things I would have liked to see is a little more transparency about expectations for the board, um, so some of us would know what well, what was you know going on. Um, so I think someone moving forward should definitely have a document where the board members get to read, like, this is what we expect, this is, you know. And I'm not saying that any board member did not hold up their end. They all were just stars. And and we, in particular, in De- Decatur, cap, I'm just going to brag and say I challenge any solarized program to find a board like ours because the, the amount <laughs> of expertise and enthusiasm um, was extremely high. Um so, but the other thing that I loved about our board was is is the enthusiasm was was so high that the the graciousness and the amount of time that our board members invested with neighbors and hand holding um, and that kind of thing was really just amazingly and outstandingly uh, just needs to be commended um, and you know you and of course um, Sean, who um, is also in the industry, at least on the policy side. I mean, really just did an excellent job of holding people's hands so i i mean that that's that success can can be duplicated um i'm just i i would I would challenge most communities that 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 might not be where it gets duplicated
0: yeah well I, I concur i mean I think we had a fantastic set of folks and you know a good mix of expertise and and as I said community connections um and you know, I do think that that having people who are willing to help—not as as salespeople, but as you know, folks who are interested in making this happen, but but um, helping homeowners make a good choice for them. So you know, certainly from my part, I wanted as many people as possible to participate in it. But, you know, it's not something where, you know, I went in or even felt comfortable going in and saying, you know, you've got to do this, you know, forget everything else you're doing. Um, I really wanted people to be able to make an objective assessment of whether this program helped them meet their goals, whatever they are, right? Um, and, And not, you know, the fact that I got no financial compensation for that, um, again, sort of helped with the credibility of it. It's like, look, let me let me share with you my experience and you know what we've done, and you know you and your family make the call about whether it's right for you. It was for my family, um, so you know I think that that is a useful thing,
1: right? And and I I really just to reiterate, think that um, not only did we have like amazing community advocates, but we also had. Um, People who had long sunk-in experience of working with the political system, and I know that really helped too. And so those people, those influencers, if you will, um, you know, were were also key because, you know, when like the cab, the cab sort of went radio silent, you know, it was the ability of people to reach out to the commissioner, and she was the one that got everybody back to the table and rebooted. So, and I think that's the other thing that people should realize. I mean, you know, uh, city and county employees. Um, you know, look, this is important to them, but maybe not as important as we, you know, we would like. And, and and even if it's the most important thing in the world to them, they've got other things. You know, they've got. You know, so it's not like they sit around waiting for solar to come up. So, right. um, you know, having patience and yet knowing the the balance of patience and pressure. Right. I think. That's really key about when to apply pressure and when to apply patience um, to 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 help you know move things through the county. Um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about uh, just for people um, is sort of the commercial side of it, and um, we're not at a place where I think most of us would like to say we have um, extreme commercial success, but I think that we have great hopes. uh, extreme commercial success so what is your take for uh, folks in regards to the commercial side of things
0: yeah commercial is an interesting nut to crack I mean I think you know sort of on the face of it it tends to be less expensive. So our tiered pricing structure within the Solarize program was significantly less expensive for commercial than it was for residential, um, and that in part reflects you know, volume discounts and the typically easier uh, installation processes, et cetera. Um, so on the face of it, it seems like it's a little bit of a no-brainer. Um, what we ran into was sort of a, a confluence of factors, um, some of which impacted businesses, some of which impacted institutions that we spoke with on the commercial side. Um, so one is that it's you know relatively uh, easier for a homeowner to make a decision um, because homeowners, you know, yes, there are people who make the financial consideration, but there are others who value things other than finance. So Sean Aurora, who you mentioned, you know he and his wife, for them, the environmental consideration was was huge, I think maybe primary in their um, decision making uh, process. And so, uh, you know, they didn't necessarily have to run the numbers like a business would where they're saying, okay, you know, what's the, um, where else could I be putting this money, right? Um, so that's part of it that that there's just a more protracted decision-making process for institutions and um, and you know commercial um, uh, businesses. Um, the other thing, and, and particularly on the institutional side, was that there are big opportunities there, but they aren't eligible to take advantage of the tax credit, the thirty uh, percent investment tax credit, and as a result, um, the the finances don't necessarily work out as well for them. Now we've you know addressed that with. Uh, uh, basically, a power purchase agreement it's called a sepa in in uh, in georgia uh, and so that helps build in the the tax credit by allowing a third party to take it um, but again, those institutions run you know much more slowly so uh, and then I guess the last thing that that we ran into with some potential commercial um, Uh, customers of the program was just the question of how long they were going to be there and whether they own their facility. So, um, you know, we had a couple of businesses that were interested that were uh, renting their space, and so they then had to go have a negotiation with their landlord. Um, We haven't had any of those come through as as actually doing Solarize. Um, We've had other businesses that say, you know, we're not sure we're going to be here for the, you know, 10 years that it's going to take to pay this system back. Um, so, you know, that also becomes a consideration uh, in, in you know, getting uh, commercial uh, customers for Solarize program.
1: Now, I, I do want to say, and this sort of leans back to the success part of this program, is um, we did an excellent job of using social media. Um, we did not get press like they got in Athens, and that's partly because we're in a metro area, but I also think the election just, Sucked every single electron out of the media space for us, but through we did get media, a front page
0: on the AJC.
1: <laughs> we did.
0: We did, yes.
1: But that was, but but that was after the program started.
0: It was after the program started. That's
1: correct. Yeah, yeah okay. That's I'm talking about sort of up front. But never underestimate who's going to show up because we were all stunned to find out that a, a local funeral home. Uh showed up to the very first meeting, and they're like the the contract that we've gotten for commercial. So I, I guess, you know, if you're looking at doing a solarized pro, program, don't forget sort of the the commercial side of it. I mean, you know, more solar is more solar, and Absolutely. Um, I think it's harder to judge. I know that the the commercial side, the contracts are not under sort of the, the timeline constraints that we have for the residential side because we understand it's more difficult, Um The other thing I think that was really positive and was a success out of it was is maybe they won't sign this go-round, but this led a lot of commercial entities and in particular uh, institutions, you know, school systems and county systems and universities and things like that, to have the conversation. So even if they don't go around this round, if something like this comes back up, they're much better educated and they know much better what to expect and what kinds of things to be prepared for if they decide to go solar two or three years down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So I yeah I forgot I forgot about the AJC on the front cover, but I I was thinking about like you know especially in the months of September and October when we were really trying to trying to get press, it was so hard to to get anybody out there. Um, so. Um, and, we, like, we never got any local TV news, which in the smaller markets I think it's much easier. Although it's sort of funny because, what you know, what does local TV want? They want pictures of action. And we all know that, that solar panels, as exciting as we all think they are, are the least active thing on the face of the planet because once they are installed, just right. sit there. There's, no, yeah, and, you know, there's I think nothing clicking or anything like that. You know, maybe you can see a meter roll backwards, but, you know, it's just not – you know, it's not the same thing as going to a factory or send it seeing a wind propeller turn.
0: Yeah, and, um, you know, I think going back to you know the the conversation that we had about the relationships that the the stakeholder committee had with folks, um, it really goes to show how valuable that is um, in the success that we had versus the the low amount of media coverage that we got. Um, and I think they're you know just. Qualitatively, there's a difference between seeing a news story or an advertisement for solar, and talking to someone that you know and trust, or getting a communication from an organization that you support about a program. Um, so, I, you know, I think that that, you know, despite some of the challenges that you're highlighting that we had in media coverage because we had such a strong group of people that were in organizations that were involved in the program, we were able to overcome that.
1: Well, and I will say um, in in defense of, I, I think that people, especially sort of marketing people, tend to focus on traditional media. But now from the, you know, from what I would call alternative media, like blogs like Southeast Green or Decatur, Metro, we had much more success with this, partly because you know you're dealing with individuals and not some big, huge thing that's trying to think what, what's 15 second story can I plug in here? Um, mm-hmm. And you know, once the success hit, it uh, it certainly um, did help with the getting to AG, AJC on the front page. Um, but you know, I think that if people are sort of planning planning but thinking outside the box you know and actively engaging social media next door was another thing that we leveraged very very well um and if you have next door in your community that is definitely somewhat something that you should count on engaging with um just led to really great um access so um yeah all right so we've got the successes, um, and we've talked about some of the challenges mixed in with that. What are the takeaways? What, what, what do you What do you walk out, and what do you tell people after this, Casey? That's
0: a great question. So, you know, I think for the in terms of getting more solar installed, and particularly more residential solar. I have not seen a more effective way than a solarized program. Uh, I'm, you know, as I've said, I'm I'm really astounded and delighted by the success that we've had in Decatur and DeKalb County, um, and I think that's a, a testament to the the program that we organized and also a testament to the community that we have. Um, you know, as I said, the Environmental Sustainability Board has been working for years trying to figure out how we increase the amount of solar and this is this is one of the things that we tried that actually worked <laughs> and it didn't require <laughs> government subsidies outside of the investment tax credit you know it, it was really very loosely it was a organic community thing um so you know i think that is a key takeaway i think um the other key takeaway is just being cognizant of the cost structure of solar both from the end purchasers standpoint what is it that goes into the price per watt that they're paying and from the installer standpoint and actively trying to reduce those things that can be reduced so you know as i spoke about earlier the soft costs around customer acquisition and permitting um, you know we we put a lot of focus on that perhaps more on the permitting than than we thought we would have to Um, but you know those are very real costs that Accrue to somebody, um, you know, whether it's the installer or the purchaser or both, um, and you know, being able to strategically reduce those things through a Solarize coalition is how you get the price down uh, for folks. Um, and then I think the last piece, and and Beth, you really touched on this, and I, I think it's a, a very good point, is that there's a heavy educational component to Solarize, so helping people understand what's in a system, how it works, how they benefit, um, maybe dispel some myths. I can't tell you the number of times that people ask me, so you know if I do solar, does that mean that when the power goes down, I can still you know that that my lights are still going to be on? Um, which by the way is is not true unless you've got a battery or generator backup. Um, but you know people don't know, right? And it's a reasonable question to ask. And so that education component is huge. I think it helps build confidence in the technology. And as you said, I think it very much sets people up to be thinking about this, even if they don't participate in a Solarize program, that, you know, hey, this is something that I might want to do at some point down the road, and giving them the confidence to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And now now they can ask their neighbor, right?
0: Because their neighbor's
1: got it. So um well i I'm, i really appreciate your time and um i just i hope that the success we had in solarized data Decatur to cab uh uh and makes people enthusiastic about embarking into something like this it, you know from a volunteer perspective it, it was really about 9 months for, right i mean about 9 months um, and when you think about some of the things that you do on um, volunteer, like if you think about, I'll, for, you know, for those of us who sit on church committees and it seems like it just goes on and on and on and on and on, that's I think something else that's really positive about the Solar program is is you can volunteer for nine months, you know, um, some of our volunteers really engage for six months, but really create and generate successful outcomes for the entire community.
0: Absolutely. Well and and I want to thank you for your leadership in this as well. Um uh for, for listeners, Beth is really the one who got this going in Decatur and DeCab County, and so um she's very modest about it, but um but this program would not uh I don't think have, have happened and certainly not been as successful without her leadership. So thank you, Beth.
1: Well, Casey, that is so kind of you. I'm blushing. Thank goodness we're on radio. <laughs> um but you know it, you know i just i just i knew you and and it, and it worked out great um as i tell people i'm like yeah i just brought the band together that's all i did <laughs> it's not like i directed them. there would be so, no music if um, the,
0: it wasn't for that <laughs>
1: there you go there you go so well um once again thank you so much now if people want to reach out to you um and get a little more information or if they have some questions as a homeowner um do you want them to contact you via twitter how would you yeah, probably my, the best way to reach okay.
0: me is via Twitter. My handle is at KC Boyce. So that's K-C-B-O-Y-C-E. And uh, you can just tweet at me and I'm, uh, I'm pretty available there. Uh, if you are not on Twitter and don't want to be, um, you can get in touch with Beth and, and you know, Beth, you're, you're welcome to pass those along to me.
1: Super. That that sounds like a plan. Y'all can just reach out to me, Beth at southeastgreen.com. dot com. So um, make sure you check out the show notes because we'll have links to some of the articles that um, we got through the program. And um, Casey, thank you so much, and and we will we will see you around in a sunnier Decatur because we have so much solar installed.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Thank you, Beth.
1: Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. So our goal is um, to interview several of the folks who partici- participated in the program because there were so many um, moving parts in this program. And I, um, we have Russell Seifert, who was the installer for um, the residential side, and hopefully we'll get some of I really want some of the nonprofit folks to talk. So, um, you know, and hopefully Sean also because Sean was um, – uh, Sean was our best cheerleader He he really was amazing So anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this extended version um, I know that we um, You know Provided we can make things work The Solarized some formation of the solarize Decatur Cab team is willing to talk to communities and do some more education about our experience. So um, if you would like to have us speak at an event or do a podcast or anything like that, please reach out to us and um, let us know, and we'll see what we can get arranged. This is Beth Bamba speaking of Green. Thank you so much for your time. Don't forget, Southeast Green is available 24-7 um, if you are a business you can get plugged in on our business directory listing. It's very inexpensive one-time fee to get on there, and then Southeast Green will serve you um, as we as we uh, get readers and, and garner attention. We are checking out with Jeff here. Jeff, Hicks and the Heretics, Life of Peach.